The following podcast is a Dear Media production. In a study by Esquire, 54% of women said they'd rather be hit by a car than considered fat. If I'm being honest, I've been those women. So for me, this isn't just a podcast, it's personal. I'm Danielle Robay, TV host and journalist, and years of celebrity interviewing taught me that beauty isn't about what you look like, it's about who you become. Each week, I'm having thought-provoking conversations, digging into the stories of people who put a new spin on pretty. From entrepreneurs and authors to politicians and celebrities, no topic is off limits. So join me every Thursday for a new episode to feel pretty inspired, pretty seen, and best of all, pretty smart. Let some things be retrograde. Yes, that's so retrograde. Hello and welcome to That's So Retrograde, friends. I'm real excited today. I'm in a good mood. You just gave me the funniest look. What was it? It was like you were, I don't know if you were registering something or just confused with me singing or where we were <laughs> landing, but. No, I'll tell you what it was. So tell me. I'll, pulling back the curtain here, guys. Uh, right before we started recording, Elizabeth sung. Yeah, that's so retrograde. And it, I gave that look because I know we don't have that theme song playing anymore. Right. So it felt like a real like throwback moment. Did you just not want to try to imitate Chelsea's voice? <laughs> well, I can never <laughs> imitate Chelsea's voice. Yeah. I'm never going to try. As, no, so, as you should not. Nobody should. <laughs> <laughs> that would be silly of me. Yeah. So I thought, why not throw it all the way back to original so retrograde i feel like that song needs to live someplace i know we're hold on i've got a peacock situation guys anyways um today we have a great episode (laughs) we do have a great episode though we have kirby johnson and sarah tan from one of my favorite beauty podcasts. So this is really exciting. Gloss Angeles. And earlier this week, we had the pleasure of joining them on their show, talking about TikTok wellness trends that- um, Had no idea that was a thing. The wellness of it all is alive and well on TikTok. And being the geriatric human that I am, when it comes to like, I just need, I can only have enough bandwidth for one form of social media and our podcast. Like those are the only two channels in which I have bandwidth for. Yeah. I didn't realize. I didn't know. You learn something new every day. And apparently they're doing Reiki healings on TikTok now. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm happy that there's Reiki anywhere. I did feel somewhat assaulted and weirded out by it being on TikTok. But you know what? I feel like that's the equivalent of like my parents being weirded out by a cell phone. So I'm recognizing that I'm not hip to the times and I'm trying to grow and expand and open my mind. That's the best we can do. Yeah. And these girls, we had the pleasure of meeting them in person right before lockdown. Thankfully, we got to hang. We had a coffee with them, hear about what they were doing. And it was just so fun to pod swap. They're both so sweet and have independent careers in beauty. I don't know. I feel like in a non-COVID reality, we're all best friends. Yeah, like we're hanging out like weekly. Yeah, they're telling us how to have good skin and we're telling them how to have functioning bowels. Everything works out. It's it's an energetic swap, guys. That's right. As well. That's right. As a physical swap. That's right. So yeah, check, check us out over on Los Angeles. And also, I would be remiss not to shout out the That's So Retrograde Cosmic Merch. There's still sizes available. We've got a beanie that we're seeing 
literally all around town. So excited. Like, if you don't have this orange beanie, what are you doing? You can't And then our cosmic crew neck that I so gracefully spilled espresso on this morning. Eek. Guys, we have a promo code if you want to use TSR20 at checkout. Uh, you can do that and get 20% off your order. I love so, that. Who doesn't love a code in 2021? I mean, I go on websites that I don't have a code for and I'm like, fuck this. I'm not shopping here. There's no point. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I won't buy things unless I get a discount. I'm like grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we are going over to our Los Angeles conversation with Kirby and Sarah. Enjoy and uh, be sure to check out our new website, that's a retrograde.com while you're at it. Okay. This episode today is a long time coming. We are so pleased to welcome Sarah Tan and Kirby Johnson, beauty Yay! editor BFFs from Los Angeles, hosts of the Los Angeles podcast, one of my favorite podcasts for all of the beauty, intel, and info. Welcome to the show, ladies. Hi. 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 This has been a long time coming. Oh, my gosh. What a fun intro. I know. So I think the last time we were all together was at Alfred Coffee on Melrose, and Kirby and I accidentally showed up wearing a matching red sweatsuit, and we were like- Which I still haven't ordered. (laughs) And we're like, oh, my God, they're going to think we're complete freaks that we show up to meetings matching. (laughs) <laughs> totally. We're like, what the hell are you wearing right now? No, so I was like, wait, I want to be the third. What's going on? Yeah. Okay. We need we need to get you guys some matching outfits too. Yeah. But y'all were amazing. Y'all were really helpful for like to us because we were, I mean, I think it was like a month, Sarah, into starting the podcast. We had no idea what the hell was going on. We didn't know about networks. We didn't know about, we're like, what do you do for business? And yeah, y'all would like were... get a business card. I mean, y'all really just helped us really think about the podcast in bigger terms. So we are so thankful oh. to both of you. Aww. As I mentioned, you guys are both beauty editors and have been in the space for quite a while. And I think that that's one of the touch points of your show that comes from this kind of like behind the curtain editor perspective that is just really unique and special. How has it been moving from like the written word into audio and podcasting? It's like so different, but I feel like it really helped prepare us for this audio medium. Like the way that Kirby and I prepare for episodes is kind of like how we would write uh, an article or do our research for an article, but it's also just so freeing. And I think like, while I still love, you know, writing stories and and doing all of that, it's just so much more fun to be able to share it with someone who is equally as passionate. No, Elizabeth and I would always say in the beginning when we started our podcast, because when we first met, she had said, she literally walked up to me at a party and was just like, I want to write with you. And I was like, okay. Hello, nice to meet you. And we always say that po- having a podcast is like having a writing partner, but just, just easier. Yeah, it's so, <laughs> totally. It's so collaborative. And, you know, yeah. Kirby brings ideas that I and angles that I wouldn't have, you know, thought of and obviously different perspective. And hopefully I do the same for her. Of right, course, Kirby? of course. Yeah. And, <laughs> I, mean, I think like one thing that I'm super passionate about is video. I get named like a, people call me a beauty editor, but I think Sarah would agree. Like I'm not a traditional beauty editor in a sense. Like I did write for Pop Sugar, but they hired me specifically to be an on-camera beauty reporter. So all of the content that I created at Pop Sugar was mostly video. And so it's been really interesting to see like how taking a visual medium and kind of producing that 
like how that relates to the audio visual, like the audio medium for me personally. So I'm really passionate about it. And I, I get like really, I geek out when I can edit and add in like sound bites from a, you know, a TV show that one of our guests has been on. I like to make it entertainment, but I think like Mm -hmm. that's like where we come from it too. Like we're Los Angeles, we're in LA, we have access to celebrities, we have access to influencers. Like we want it to be more pop culture beauty than just strictly like, you know, the big eight beauty companies in New York and working at the big five magazines, that type Mm -hmm. of vibe, you know? So let's talk about clean beauty. Yeah. Maybe four years ago, we had um, Rosemary Marie Swift on of RMS. Mm -hmm. And she- I think five years ago. Yeah. And that was one of the first of its kind in that way. She's, they're a very clean, real brand as far as like how they formulate. But then all of a sudden, two years goes by and it's like, all of a sudden everything's clean. And I'm like, there's no way hearing what she said about her process and what she goes through. I'm just like, there's no way that all these brands are taking like the care and the time when we know that it's becoming a trend. Similar to how like wellness has become a trend. Not everything is wellness. Totally. Totally. Can we define what clean means? Yeah. No, as a consumer, <laughs> that's a thing. I'm like, yeah, that's like, okay. are you using filtered water? Like what's going on? <laughs> it, there's no, there's no regulation. And that's the thing right. that people are just, you know, taking this clean beauty stamp and, you know, tell, saying that, oh, because they use this one natural ingredient, they can call themselves clean beauty. Right. Right. Or because they're, they use, they don't use one ingredient. Yes, they're called clean. And I think the craziest part about clean beauty, because like I said, it's a marketing buzzword. And I know a lot of brands like I get on Clubhouse a lot and I'll listen to a lot of brand founders. And the biggest conundrum is, listen, I have a really great product. It includes a ingredient that isn't considered clean by a lot of retailers, but it is the key to efficacy with my particular formulation. So do I remove it altogether to try to get into these retailers? And I think it's really interesting that now retailers Mm -hmm. are going to start gatekeeping brands from Mm -hmm. including certain ingredients that could be really, really beneficial to formulations. Even though I'm so sick and tired of seeing clean in my inbox, I think clean as a term originated to help people that have incredibly sensitive skin, mm-hmm. which if, if a term like clean helps somebody with sensitive skin find something that works for them, I'm all for it. If it gives you that mm-hmm. one benefit, that's totally fine. But I think the biggest issue is that there's no consistency. So you might pick up Kosas and be like, okay, it's a clean brand. And then you pick up Ilya and you're like, okay, wait, they have different things that they're made without. They have different things they're made with. So like what constitutes as clean overall. And, you know, the FDA doesn't regulate that. They don't have a specific piece on their website that explains what makes a product clean. Now, there are retailers like Sephora, Ulta, Credo especially is probably the most regimented that have, you know, clean at Sephora and their conscious beauty councils. And like Credo, the in, its entire existence is based off of like clean slash quote non-toxic beauty. But there's, even though the FDA doesn't have a ton of regulation, The point is, is that you can't just have like carcinogenic ingredients in products that you sell to the public because you will literally go to jail for that. Like they're right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I I get really irritated personally when I see that, you know, people are like, okay, so this product is clean. That means the ingredients are better. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It actually doesn't. It doesn't mean Mm -hmm. any of that. So that's kind of what we're working with. I feel like oftentimes, too, with so many consumers, 
they feel comforted by the fact that something is labeled clean, but they can't really tell you what makes it clean or why it's clean. They just assume that it's, you know, better for them, which, you know, we are obviously just talking about that it's not. And it's it's caused other brands, too, who have prided themselves on making, you know, formulations that are made with, you know, more natural ingredients, let's say, or that are made for people who have more sensitive skin and, you know, are are better for, you know, people who have, you know, eczema or things like that to like have to change their messaging altogether. There's this article that is on, on CR Fashion Book and they interviewed uh, Tiffany Masterson, who uh, is the founder of Drunk Elephant. And so, so many people, you know, love Drunk Elephant, Kirby and I included, um, you know, they could, they're, they're considered, you know, clean at Sephora. You know, a lot of people would consider them a clean beauty brand, but she goes on to say that like, we are not, I hate calling Drunk Elephant clean beauty brand anymore. Uh, as she said, like in, in uh, 2013, that was like the rise of people calling brands like non-toxic. And she just felt that there was so much uh, negativity and like fear mongering around that, right? And so now she calls Drunk Elephant biocompatible skincare. Ooh. She doesn't want to call it clean beauty, which I just think is so funny that like, because our government doesn't regulate it, like we have to, you know, all of us have to do our own work in like defining what these brands are. It, I just think it's just so silly that like we all can't come together and be like, okay, this is this is what clean beauty is. This is what you can, you know, this is what can be in it. Or like other other countries around the world that ban like 1500 different ingredients. And it's also speaks to the trend of it all too, where you know, other brands like and I see this with stuff in wellness and I, it, it bugs me so much where influencers or people with big followings are promoting things as wellness that I myself know are not wellness, but they're using the word because they have seen that it's a trend. And it's the same thing with clean beauty. It's like because there's no regulation in what you're saying, anyone can just kind of say that. And then so it completely waters down and takes away all the power of it even having a label at all. Oh my God, Steph, we were literally just talking about this with Safely, that brand yep. that Chrissy Teigen and Kris Jenner just launched. We, we stand yeah. them both, but like if you go and you read any women's website right now, when they have, when they talk about Safely, they have self-care in the headline. They're like, okay. Chrissy Teigen and Kris Jenner launched safely a self-care brand of like natural products. And then you go on and you find out that they're household cleaning products that include hand soap. Hand soap is not self-care. I'm sorry to yeah. tell you. That's actually <laughs> yeah. like how you That's take care. That's mandatory care. It's definitely <laughs> mandatory care. And so yeah. we talked about, we, we were just talking about how self-care has just been it's so like lost overused. its meaning. Yeah, it, that's exactly what? right. When everyone's using it for everything, then it has no value anymore. Exactly. And then it's like the consumer is being tricked because the person who's selling it knows that the consumer wants that thing. And so when you're actually doing the thing like creating self-care or wellness or clean beauty, then you're at the, a loss where you're like, okay, now I need to evolve what I'm doing because someone else is like basically biting off of this good intended it's very well intended to have clean beauty sure but then they're like thinking that washing their hands is going to bring right. them peace right no well, i guess well <laughs> yes i mean hands. wash your hands period but like also do the other things <laughs> that are going to help you be more balanced and feel better about yourself anyways yeah it's just ridiculous and to steph's point like just like there's news cycles with, you know, politics and entertainment, I feel like there are beauty news cycles. So once a term gets exhausted, it's like 
you know, to play devil's advocate, now I feel like we're going to see a bunch of biocompatible uh, right. type, you know, skincare products coming out because Tiffany said that about Drunk Elephant. But also to play devil's advocate again, Tiffany, when she launched Drunk Elephant, had a no list of yeah. of ingredients that they would never use. And so like to I would love to actually talk to her about this because I'm like, well, yeah. you say that you don't like this, but you actually were a part of it. Like you were mm -hmm. contributing to this bigger conversation of what is totally fear mongering, what is bad. Like drunk elephant did demonize ingredients. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's not to say I don't love some drunk elephant. Like yeah. their products are actually performance based. And Sarah and I are very focused on we don't care if your product is clean. Does it actually work? Like don't sell me on the fact that your brand is clean because that doesn't really mean anything to us. Because a lot of times people think beauty editors in particular, we just get sent a bunch of product. We live this like gay old <laughs> lifestyle where we're having a blast and, you know, trying on makeup, trying on skincare, going to these awesome events. But we're incredibly sus of everyone and everything. Yeah. If you tell us something is going to do That's literally like, us for wellness. Proof? Where is it? Like, exactly. Yes. yes. People think yes. we're all yeah. devil may care. Let's put some bala weights on and let's <laughs> do a workout, but and a juice cleanse. But I mean, we are like that. I mean, I oh. love my bala weights. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, those are my so favorite, much. one of my favorite but products. But <laughs> that's why people trust you because yeah. you guys are suspect. You are super critical. You want to know why it works or how it works, or you've tried it for yourself. Um, we talk a lot about having a very nice curated media diet of people that you trust, that you trust their opinion because they're going to give it to you straight. They're not going to BS you. Don't just buy something because you saw some Instagrammer with a, you know, a million followers talking about buying this non-toxic beauty product. Like, does she have interest in the company? You know, like you have to really kind of curate who you're getting your information from. So that's kind of why we started the podcast in the first place. All right, guys, we are talking about a partner who is a longtime friend of the show. We're talking about Ritual Vitamins. Ritual Vitamins are clean, vegan-friendly multivitamins that are formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms that our bodies can actually use. You will not find sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, or any artificial colorants. Plus, they have that minty, fresh taste and a delayed-release capsule that makes taking your vitamins easy. You can take them on an empty stomach. I love that. They have made their vitamins traceable, which means you'll always know what nutrients you're taking and where they're coming from. Thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain, you can go on their website and you can find out what form the vitamin is coming in, where did it come from. They use the methylated bees, which you know that I'm really, really a fan of. Um, and they have them available for women, for men, for teens. Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support everyone at their different life stages. And not to mention they are delivered to your door every month with free shipping. So you can start, you can snooze, you can cancel your subscription at any time. You'll never forget to take your vitamins because they'll always be coming to your door. That's just so great. So why don't you guys head over to ritual.com slash retrograde and you will get 10% off during your first three months. That's ritual.com slash retrograde. These are vitamins with nine nutrients to help fill the gaps in your diet. They have both oily and dry nutrients in all of one capsule. Again, they're the methylated forms of folate and B12. They're transparently sourced ingredient. They're minty tab. I mean, what's not to love, guys? Ritual.com slash retrograde. Hell yeah. Glad we're still in the conversation with them. Speaking of conversation, let's pivot to another partner for this episode, Talkspace. 
Okay. We love Talkspace because it makes seeing a therapist so easy, so convenient, and so affordable. So a lot of us have gone through a lot this year, you guys. Last year, what year is it? I don't even know. But I know that talking through a lot of the difficulties and anxieties can be extremely helpful. And I know that a lot of people's barrier to entry to getting therapy is that it's prohibitively expensive. So what Talkspace has done has made it affordable. It is a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. You also don't have to wait for an appointment. You can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24-7 and they'll engage with you daily, five days a week. That's so amazing. There's been so many times where I've been in therapy where I realize what I need to talk about and then I have to wait till the appointment and the time that I get to the appointment, I'm kind of over it, but I haven't worked through it. And then it's kind of like a, a vicious cycle. So I love the accessibility of being able to just say, hey, I'm realizing this thing or hey, I'm having anxiety about this thing and having someone right there on the other end of the line fully there for you to work through what you're going through. They have thousands of licensed therapists with years of experience in over 40 specialties, including depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, anger management, relationship issues, food and eating issues, and so much more. They use a secure and private server, the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology, the store client information, and complies with the latest HIPAA regulations so you never have to worry that your sessions are going to be released or insecure or anything like that. They've got you covered if this is resonating with you and you're feeling like, damn, I've really been wanting to get into therapy, but I've been putting it off. This is the call to action to you to take your mental and emotional health into your own hands. So that's Talkspace.com and you will use the code retrograde and you will get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. So you will match with a licensed therapist at Talkspace.com. Use code retrograde and you will get $100 off your first month That's Talkspace.com, code retrograde. All right. So I've mentioned a million times on this show how much I love kombucha. It really just lights up my soul. And when I'm really feeling wild, I love to reach for a Juneshine hard kombucha. They are the best hard kombuchas that I've tried out there. I think they're so delicious. And it's kind of nice that it's like better for you. As as I've said, I've really, I've come more into like cutting back most alcohol, but from time to time, I love to indulge. And Juneshine is what I go for because it's actually a better for you alcohol. It has real functional ingredients. It's low in sugar, easy on the gut, gluten-free, full of probiotics. And Juneshine is what I'm going to call the champagne of kombucha. They use green tea and honey as opposed to black tea and sugar. And best of all, it doesn't leave you with that I'm too full after drinking feeling, but it does give you this lighter, brighter buzz. And Juneshine is sustainably produced. And I just have this fantasy, guys. I've been thinking about it a lot. Just a fun friend get-together barbecue summertime. And I just imagine June shine in the mix and just like living fancy free. Anybody else with me? I really appreciate, you know, I love this. June shine is now delivering nationwide to your doorstep. Yes. In 2021, you can get alcohol delivered and it's easy and hassle-free. And we've worked out an exclusive deal for you guys. So you'll get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide. And I actually recommend trying their variety packs. It's a great way to try all the delicious flavors. My personal fave is the honey ginger lemon. 
Second is the Hopical Citrus. So go to juneshine.com slash retrograde. Use our code retrograde at checkout to claim this deal. That's J-U-N-E-S-H-I-N-E dot com slash retrograde. And Juneshine can also be found in over 10,000 stores across the country, including Whole Foods, Safely, Kroger, and Publix. So keep an eye out when you're running your errands. All right, guys, back to the show. We are still excited about a lot of clean beauty brands, mostly the ones that are choosing to really focus on being sustainable and eco-friendly and ethical. Yeah, let's talk about that. So like 2020, we're all stuck at home. We're all realizing we have too much shit. We're like all about skin, skin. What is it, Kirby? Skin minimalism? Skinimalism is what it's called. Oh, I like that. Paring down your skincare routine, realizing you don't need, you know, this 12-step routine. You only need like your three products, morning and night, your sunscreen, you're good. And so I think that and we're realizing how much waste we're creating. And so I think that a lot of beauty brands are focusing, refocusing on the sustainability aspect, the ethics, and like just reducing their carbon footprint. So focusing on the packaging, making sure that, you know, there's they're using PCR, post-consumer recycled, recycled plastic. Thank you. And that it's refillable that they're uh, using ingredients that are being sustainably sourced. And then, of course, that it has to be like cruelty-free and vegan, which I think is like across the board, like you cannot start a beauty brand these days unless it is cruelty-free and vegan. I always think about the old timies of like trying makeup on animals. And I'm always just like, wait, is there just a bunch of like rabbits with eyeliner on? Like what's going on? <laughs> what, what, how like were they? An eyebrow. The bunnies with like, like How are they testing this? But I'm glad you brought that up because That is also to the larger conversation of this whole world that we both live in, which is that, you know, uh, there are some people that are like waking up to self-care just all of a sudden, but they still don't have that connection between how we take care of ourselves and what the implications are like on the environment. And Mm. so I do believe that you can't really look to a brand uh, with like high regard in this space if they aren't looking at the eco and the, the 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 ramifications of their production and all that stuff. To me, they have to come together now. Otherwise, you have no place in this world because we're literally at the complete brink of like the sustainable option. We have no more waste that we can make as like a people. Yeah. Sarah and I are aggressively shaking our heads in agreement. Yeah. yeah because yeah. really Thank you now, for saying that for the um, audio medium. <laughs> yeah. If a, if a brand pitches us uh, a clean, you know, their clean beauty brand. And then we go and we realize, okay, none of their packaging is recyclable. They're doing nothing to try to they recycle have like, anything. Yeah. A hundred SKUs. Yeah. We, right. We're like, why would we ever promote this? This is weird. This is very bizarre to like say that you're good for people, but you're actually not good for the planet. What, exactly. What's going on? There are a few brands that we're really impressed with. So there's a, a, a brand that just launched, I believe it was January called Mob Beauty, M-O-B. Um, okay. The founders all come from, th- their background specifically is, uh, so Victor Casal, this man is was the guy, the, the chemist that created MAC Cosmetics. So he wow. partnered with the founders in MAC Cosmetics to create it. So he is responsible for Studio Fix. He's responsible for some iconic beauty products. From there, he went on to, I believe, Cover Effects. 
And so he has, he's been, he's, he's played the long game in the beauty industry. He knows Mm. how to formulate. He, he knows what's trending, what's not, where materials come from, where they're sourced. And so he partnered with, I believe, three other uh, founders for Mob who have come from backgrounds like Laura Mercier. Okay. So they know what they're talking about. And they created this brand that is not only beautiful, and I love all of the products that I've tried. They're also, you know, affordable in the $20 range. Nothing I think is more than like maybe 32 bucks, but you know, like they have highlighters that have mica in them. And mica is an incredibly problematic ingredient because of where it is sourced. Mind, mind, mind. Okay. Like a lot of young children are, are mining mica and risking their lives to get us glitter for our highlighters right to give us a nice um which is instagram like really, glow it's really unfortunate uh spooky exactly and and if you want to learn a little bit more about mica and its sourcing please 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 go watch our friend lexi lebsack her uh show shady that is on refinery 29 they, they go and they see how mica is sourced and they talk about how problematic it can be all that to be said, Mob sources its mica from the United States. So they're able to track exactly where this mica is coming from. Um, so that, you know, not only is the ingredient, you know, quote unquote, good for you and the packaging is fully recyclable, but you know that somebody didn't risk their life to mm-hmm. give you this highlighter. That feels crucial as, as, as mindful consumers. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, exactly. Yep. 100%. What other brands are speaking to you in the in the clean space? So another one that we talked about recently um, on one of our episodes was Coco Kind. And um, this is founded by uh, an Asian American woman, Priscilla Sai. Um, and so she uses a lot of like Asian botanicals. They focus a lot on um, the sustainability factor, especially around their packaging. So they're always like, trying to so they recently I should say partnered with the sustainable packaging coalition so they're like looking for ways to implement improvements to their packaging systems which I feel like everyone in the beauty industry we're all just like learning and just trying to be better um and so I love that there is like a commitment you know to making sure that um they're that they're advancing in the ways that they're selling their products even in terms of like shipping and then also you guys are probably aware of TerraCycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're partnering with a ton of different beauty brands. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that you can easily just, you know, collect all of your uh, beauty products at home, your empties, and then yeah. get a shipping label and send it back to them so that they can take care of um, recycling it for you. So TerraCycle, for those listeners who don't know, is like a third-party operation that you can basically dispose of they'll mindfully dispose for you of anything from like extra junk to like boxes to packaging and they send you something and you pack it up and you send it back pacifica beauty is also um, a brand that's been around for 25 years you've probably seen it at ulta and target big fan of their mascara actually i am like such a sensitive mascara person and their mascara is really like gentle and good 
They make amazing mascara. We actually just yeah. had the founder, Brooke. She's going to be the first guest in our sustainability series that we're doing this month, oh, actually, cool. on Los Angeles. And when you have longevity like that in the beauty industry, you're doing something right. But her whole totally. her whole brand's mission is compassion, compassion for animals, compassion for the earth, and compassion for others, um, which I think is like a really unique, honest standpoint for a clean beauty brand. But they do a lot um, in terms of reducing their carbon footprint, which you can hear more about in our episode with her. Some other brands that are doing great things, Droplet, which is a brand we'll touch on later in this app, but it's a, a de- skincare delivery device that we have been obsessed with since we found out about it. And they have these little capsules that go into the device. And in order to reduce waste, you can they send you a an envelope that's already addressed that you can put your capsules in to send back to them so they can properly recycle them. So there's so many great brands. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think. Oh, True Botanicals is a brand that we love. Um, and they they really like focus on the clean messaging, but yeah. we also just love their products. We think they're great. And but they were also like OG in the clean space. So that's the thing. Yes. To, that, to the other part of the conversation of like the clean thing is like where in the what's the where and the when of of how they got here because something like True Botanicals they were so early on. Yes. So then so then it's like okay yes you are doing the the ethical clean thing. Whereas like other brands that just saw it as a way in, it's like, that's why it's so dicey because just the average consumer isn't, it's wild how us as consumers, most people were not taking it one step deeper and asking a question of like, what does that consist of? We're just like, oh, cool. I read it on a label, you know? Yes. I know you guys have some other trends for us that you're seeing. So hit us with it. Sarah, do you want to take this? Sure. Okay. Well, I feel like this is like a little bit hypocritical critical since we were just talking about like sustainability and clean and being less. Um, but I feel like it's it's a trend that we can't ignore. Um, and we do have some favorites. So celebrity beauty is big. Feels like a celebrity is launching a skincare or makeup brand like every day, every hour. <laughs> Yeah. Now more than ever. Yeah. But like, seriously, it's like they were all bored (laughs) during the pandemic and they're like, I'm going to start a makeup brand. Yeah. But that being said, we do have favorites. Yeah. um, And we do like love some of them, Um, specifically um, Selena Gomez's brand, Rare Beauty. We love hers. Halsey has one called About Face that just came out. Really, really beautiful color cosmetics. Um, Alicia Keys. I feel like I I would love to know what you guys think about um, Keys Soul Care because it kind of like, you know, goes on that. If she pitches it as a self-care wellness brand as well. I don't know if you've tried any of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I, I know she I haven't tried it, but I know that she famously was an RMS user in yeah. her in her, in her championing, no yeah, in her championing of the no makeup makeup look, Rosemary actually told us that Alicia was a big RMS user. So um, I actually kind of enjoy that she. I'm like interested to see what Alicia comes out with because she was so vocally minimalist makeup. And she's like very. I know she like is a guru jaggedite, and she's very like. She's yes. in her spiritual self. Right. And so I feel like it like feels she, authentic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And like the the products I was actually a little obsessed when I first tried them, but 
They're really beautiful formulations. I can't remember now, Kirby, who she um, teamed up with. It was, oh, sorry. It was like one of the founders of Well People. Oh, I like that stuff. Yeah, because Elf, so Elf Cosmetics, Elf Beauty launched Key Soul Care and they acquired okay. Well People. So Alicia was paired, I believe, with Dr. Renee Snyder, who's a dermatologist based in Austin, Texas for those formulations. So for me personally, knowing that, because like, here's the thing about celebrity skincare. It is a really hard market to get into because skincare users, either they don't know anything or they think they know everything. So if you're going to promote that you have a skincare line coming out, you better be prepared mm -hmm. to say, okay, this is the active ingredient or this is what is going to change your skin. And so, you know, when Alicia announced she was doing skincare, I'm like, this makes sense because she doesn't wear makeup. Like this feels really authentic to who she is. And then when I found out that she, you know, was partnered with Dr. Renee Snyder mm -hmm. um, on these formulations, I'm like, okay, the products are at least going to be good mm -hmm. and thoughtful because they have that, uh, you know, that dermatologist with, and with helping with the formulations. This leads me to the JLo beauty of it all. I'm really interested in your take on Ooh, Kirby's that. got some hot takes on this. <laughs> I think the, the thing I really want people to think about is JLo is a rich woman. She has been doing this for 20 something years. She's had a very long career. So the access that she has to professionals in skincare, like dermatologists and estheticians, I remember at one point there was an article, maybe it was on the cut. I can't remember. She was getting microcurrent facials once a week. And I've had many mm -hmm. people that are experts in the industry tell me, yeah, oh, JLo, J even before she came out with a skincare line, JLo gets microcurrent facials once a week. That's why she looks so good. She has probably a chef that she works with. She has a trainer that she definitely works with. So all of these things together in terms of their lifestyle, I mean, of course she's going to look yeah. less haggard than, than maybe the normal 50-year-old woman, right? right? Because she has access to all of these things. So for me right. personally, her coming out and saying, so I have never gotten Botox. I wouldn't do that. It's like, first of all, Botox is not Botox taboo. Is wonderful. Botox is skincare at this point. For so many things. <laughs> get get with it, lady. It just, yeah. it makes her sound like she is. Shaming. And living in a, on another planet and shaming. Exactly. Yeah. Like so many women have been using Botox for years at this point. So for me, I consider it skincare. When I talk about my skin, I talk about that. I get Botox. I talked about my injector and all that good stuff. And then, you know, like let's. Let's be real. Talk about what other things. Sure, you might have grown up using olive oil on your skin and hyaluronic acid is great, but you need to talk about the other things that you do so right. that people build that trust within you. Right? And like also, that's what like, was missing. Acknowledge that you have great genes too. Oh, yeah. Her mom looks yep. great. I saw her yeah. walking the kids in uh, Studio yeah. City last year. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll end on this. Sarah has heard me say this 100,000 times, but I think naming your brand after yourself if you are a celebrity is the kiss of death. Don't name your except brand. Except for, for Kylie. Except what for Kylie. What about KKW? literally the only. Well, KK. See, well, I mean, people will. They can do anything. They can literally do anything. They're the exception to the rule. But honestly, like, I don't take KKW beauty very seriously. Like, I would rather her have like named it something else where there was a little bit of a disassociation with Kardashian as a brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sure, mm. Kylie Cosmetics is worth however much or maybe not because there was that controversy. But it's not a... What's the controversy? That she was overvalued. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. 
But it's not a legacy right. brand. Like, I don't think that, like, my daughter is going to be using Kylie Cosmetics 30 years from now. Yeah. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So hope, she's not I mean, Coco Chanel. Yeah. We hope that no, wrong. She is we hope that <laughs> Kylie is still kicking it when she's 50 years old, making some awesome lip kits. Oh, but. I don't. I, yeah, I don't doubt that she will be successful, but I just don't. I, I agree with you in that you shouldn't you shouldn't name it after yourself. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. OK, so what is the other trend that we're covering today? OK, so. This is a passion, like it's our passion. We love this. So uh, we mentioned earlier, there's this device called Droplet and it was created by two women of color in the medical field who were looking for a solution to a skin condition called, and please do not quote me on this because I always mispronounce every word of all time. I believe it's epidermolysis nervosa. I believe that's the term. And basically it's where the skin doesn't adhere to the muscle and it's very prevalent in pediatrics. So as you can imagine, it is a very devastating condition to have because if you try to wrap it with, you know, gauze or bandages, it's extremely painful. And so they were at a conference and were like, I wonder if there was a way to deliver medication to these patients without it causing pain, like a pain-free way. So they figured this out. And then as they started figuring it out, their friends were like, oh my God, could you figure this out for Botox? Because I don't want to get a needle pricked in my face. Like I would rather have this mist that y'all created. And they were like, well, you can't you deliver can't. Botox because you will actually die. It's like lethal <laughs> if you, yeah, it's, it's like right, botulism it would kill you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, but they figured out a way <laughs> different to conversation, a whole different conversation. But this yeah. little device, <laughs> it's about the size of like the palm of your hand, um, utilizing the power of velocity and the knowledge they have around physics. This mist pushes the ingredients deeper within the dermis, about 20 cell layers deep, I believe. Mm -hmm. So Whoa. it's able to deliver ingredients that they knew were really popular within dermatology, like vitamin C, collagen, retinol, and glycolic acid deeper within the skin. And I first saw this and I we talked about it on the podcast. They reached out and they were like, we'd love to send you both a device. So we used it. And I swear on my life, Within two weeks, I was looking at my under eye hollows and I'm like, I feel like the these are not as prominent as they were two weeks ago. Wow. You know, dark circles are really, really hard to get rid of. Obviously, they can be genetic, um, poor circulation. Obviously, age is a factor, but it's the loss of volume that kind of makes them look more prominent. So that's why a lot of people get filler underneath their eye to yeah. kind of hide that. Do you do that, Elizabeth? For you yeah. It. And it works, yep. right? Like you love it. It's, a little it's teeny great. bit. Yeah. Yep. You get a little bit. I remember. She loves it. My first uh, good skin consult, they do like a full, you know, scan of your face. Yes. And I never thought about my under eyes. I just th always thought about my forehead. And they were like, your under eyes are like hollowed and you're looking aged and all this shit. I was like, oh my God. I was like, wow. Okay. I guess I'm a monster. But that is, that's the first, <laughs> that's the first place that your age, your, it's where your bone density it starts to disintegrate. Yeah. I don't know. We're all dying. I love a little filler. Little, and a little Bobo. Bobo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Lights yes. up my life. <laughs> we love to hear it. And so um, I really was like, wow, this is powerful. I mean, it didn't completely get rid of my dark circles, obviously, but the 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 line of demarcation 
where my cheek was compared to my under eye was so significantly reduced. And I attribute that strictly to the collagen capsules. There was nothing else I was trying during that two week phase because I don't like to overlap skincare products just because I want to know what works and what doesn't. So um, after that, we were like, we're getting these women on the podcast. We have to learn more. And the fact that they created this product strictly for medical purposes, like they weren't going into it to do a big skincare thing. I think that's what attracted us both to it the most because we're like, okay, there is proven science. Their advisory board has some of the top people in plastics, aesthetics, dermatology, like people that literally Did you already written... say, Kirby, that they're backed by NASA? Oh, they're backed by NASA. Whoa, So cool. NASA gave them a grant because they were so impressed with the physics behind this product that they were like, we want to associate with this brand and learn more and see how we can utilize this moving forward. It's really the future, this mist. And it, this isn't like a spray that you have a pump and you're spritzing yourself with like a mist to refresh your skin. This is a delivery a delivery device for your skincare. Um, you would use it like a serum. So wash your face, use the droplet, put on, you know, if there's another serum that you think would be complimentary, great, put it on and then moisturize and you're good to go. But, wow. but we think that this is truly this technology will be like the future of skincare because of these little capsules. And right now you can only purchase the capsules through them, obviously. And it's a collagen capsule, a retinol capsule and a glycolic acid capsule. Correct. But Kirby and I think it would be a great idea if they made these capsules available to other beauty brands and you could like kind of like how you have like k-cups for coffee makers and so different brands could then partner with droplet and sell their you know serums and and whatnot in these little capsules and so then you know you could then better deliver all of your favorite ingredients deeper into your skin wow that's so genius the future. We need to try oh, that. I love it. Yeah. And if you're interested, check out their website. They have clinicals. They have all the ingredients lists, really anything you would ever want to learn about this. Um, check it out. But to Sarah's point, in terms of it being the future, we also have been seeing a lot more misting devices come out. They don't have the same clinicals and things like that or the same backing. But I feel like, you know, once this trend catches on, we're going to see a lot of people trying to come out with a device that miss, but doesn't really do anything. Yeah. So just keep the that in mind. The genre of, of makeup and skincare. Yes. Biotech. Coming genre. around the bend. <laughs> love, love. <laughs> Amazing. You guys, Sarah and Kirby. Wow. I feel like we could talk to you guys forever. Yeah. Thank you so much. The podcast is Los Angeles. It is such an expert, as you, as you guys could tell from this conversation today, such like an expert's view and like peek behind the curtain of the beauty industry that is just like continuing to evolve into just like a full fucking cultural takeover. I think you guys are so wonderful. Thank you so much for having us. Tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah. Y'all are the best. And be sure to come and listen to Steph and Elizabeth's episode on our feed because we're talking about, we're having a TikTok. We're having a TikTok. We're going to talk about <laughs> Ooh, I like that. crazy wellness trends that we're seeing on TikTok. And we want, um, the, the ladies are going to give us their honest opinions on, wait. on what, how they What's work. TikTok? No, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Thank you guys so much. Hello. 